Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. See yourself here. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm delighted that a Celtic State of Mind is partnering Celtic Down Under for the match days this season, even if uh, because of the times, etc., we can't get anyone on from Celtic Down Under. We will be streaming live on their Twitter page as well as on our own YouTube page. So welcome to the show once again, Liam. Hopefully we'll see a wee bit more of you this season as well. Um, Laura and I will be familiar to uh, the posse who tune in on the match days. Uh, quite a second half, it's got to be said. Laura, I'm going to start with you because we're sitting at half time saying, how do we break this down? We've seen it so often. Um, by the way, credit to 
to Ross County. They're resolute. They, they do what they have to do to try and get the the um, the points. And uh, I think Malky McKay was talking this week about the fact that um, their ambition this season is to stay in the league, even though they mm. finished sixth last term. So when you're coming up against a a Celtic side that is uh, all guns blazing, if you like, um, I, I get the style in which they played in the first half. However, we had to find a way and a way we did find, although it wasn't that easy, was it? What did you make of that second half? No, I mean, one change that was forced upon us because of um, Maida getting a knock at the end of the first half was actually one that I wanted to happen anyway, was was Abada came on and that proved to be um, quite a vital change later on in the match, obviously, but at the start of the second half, it seemed like it was going to be much of a muchness. I actually think the the key factor in how the second half panned out um, was, you know, it's become a bit of a cliche, but but Celtic adopting Ange's um, mentality of we never stop, and another point that Liam raised at half time of the of of you know just proving to be fitter and more, um, you know, more intense in what we were doing than than Ross County, and it eventually tired them out. We were always going to find a way through as long as we kept stretching them, which we did. But I mean, again, I have to say credit to Ross County for as much of the match as they possibly could have. They they did make it difficult for us, but I think the second half, just uh, the differences between the teams told in the end. And, um, you know, I would say probably the 3-1 went on to make it look like a bit more of a convincing victory than it was, but they really were struggling towards the, the end of the match, and I think that's why we ended up bagging the two goals that we did. See, at half-time, Liam, I'm going to admit that, you know, you get kind of lost in the emotion of watching it as a fan, and you think to yourself, well, we, we can't drop points here. We, we seriously cannot mm. drop points. And it would be easy for people like us to panic at halftime. We were asking the question, how do you break it down? Well, there was one forced change, but Ange just stuck to his guns, didn't he? I mean, and he knew that he would grind this side down. We had enough quality, and we'll get on to some of the quality, but we had enough quality to win this game. I mean, that's it, exactly. Um you know, Laura summed it up, we never stop. And I think that particularly the last 15 minutes of the game really typified that. Um, it was so good to see the just the way that the whole team just kept working and kept probing. And my only disappointment is that when Big Yens got the goal for a split second, I thought it was Carter Vickers and I had a couple of quid on him to score. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it just shows. Um, there's also a psychological aspect to this, that we were one goal ahead of they who we shall not speak of going into today's game. And uh, they went 2-0 up mm-hmm. about 30 seconds before we went 3-1 up. So had we not got that third goal, they would have drawn level with us on goal difference. As it stands, we're still a goal ahead of them. So just a wee psychological one. The thing, the thing with that though, Liam, I think the the fine margin of last season, um, and I spoke about this coming up to this this game at the weekend. You know, if you were to ask me based on the February performance at Celtic Park, I would tell you that Celtic were miles ahead of Rangers, right? Mm. But the the table tells us we were four points ahead of Rangers over the season. So the fine fine margins, like you're pointing out there, are very important, even in match day two. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to point out that, yeah, I mean, I've got to say that every single time Celtic play, I am looking at the other results to to see where our challenger 
is in terms of their uh, performance. Now, you mentioned, Laura, about Maeda uh, coming off to be replaced by Abada. And I guess it begs the question, where is Abada in the great scheme of things? Because if you were to ask me to write down what I believe is our strongest 11, Abada's in it. Hmm. But based on the pre-season form, Maeda deserved to start against Aberdeen and indeed he deserved to start today. Um, but Abada comes on, he made a massive impact, obviously he scored a goal, but he was uh, he did make a, a big impact in the second half. Where are we with Abada? Has he played his way in, even if Maeda wasn't injured? Has he done enough to, to get that start in jersey? Maeda's a strange one because um, if you ask me if I think he's done anything wrong, I would say no. But he doesn't seem to provide as many impactful moments as either Jota or uh, Abada for me. That's taken into account an entire 90 minutes for all three of them. But, you know, Abada and Jota specifically, you can name numerous memorable moments from last season and now a couple from this season that they've contributed. I think you would struggle to name as many from Maeda. But another interesting point is I actually think Abada's our strongest on the right-hand side of a front three. I don't think Jota's the strongest right-sided player that we've got because I think he's actually much more effective cutting in from the left-hand side. We talked about that at half-time and I still think that's the case. I think it's, it's, I know it was from a set piece, but he swung that, that ball in with his right foot from the left-hand side for, for the Yentz goal. Um, he's, he's obviously a threat running at players and things like that and, and, and shooting on his stronger right foot. So I think personally, although you could you could make a case for Maeda being a, a better player than, than certainly Abada uh, and, and, and in some ways possibly Jota, I think based on the system that we play, for me personally, the strongest 11 includes Jota on the left-hand side and um, Abada on the right. Yeah, we will definitely get to speak about Jota because as well as uh, having a hat-trick of assists if that's such a thing in the modern game, um, in the first half he did look as though he was going to create something. I mean, there was a very similar uh, move to the Aberdeen goal, but he, as you were saying, Laura, he comes in from the right-hand side, he doesn't get the goal. Um, and, and perhaps he is better cutting in from the left onto his right. I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, what about Abada, though, for yourself, Liam? Is he a player who... Um, I, I know he didn't play every game last season, but I mean, as a breakthrough season, signed him as a 19-year-old. Uh, I was talking this week about the impact of near beat on his big brother. He misses him, and etc., etc. But in a 20-year-old Abada, we have got a player who cannot be underestimated. I mean, we talk about um, you know the performances of Jota and, and Hatati and Kyogo, but Abada sometimes goes under the radar a wee bit. It was a good reminder that he is still um, a fantastic, not only a prospect, but a fantastic uh, right winger, as Laura says. I think that is his best position. Does he get a starting berth for you? Well, I mean... I'm a wee bit biased in this respect because, as I was saying to Laura, Maeda is my favourite player. I've been following him for a number of years. He used to play for my local team here. And uh, I would I would always have Maeda in my starting 11 just because of his versatility. I think you can deploy him pretty much anywhere across the front three as required. Whereas Abada is a better right winger, but he is a right winger. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there, there were times last season when due to injury we played a bad up front, whatever, and he could he could do a job there. But if if push came to shove, I would much rather have you know obviously Kyogo, Jakimakis, Maeda, or possibly even Jota through the middle than a bad. Um, but it's it's a really great position that we're in now, where 
we're not talking about who has underperformed and who we're going to drop. It's like we've got two really good players. Which one do we play? You know, yeah, it's, it's a great position to be in. It is, you know, we, we had that last season with Ralston and Juranovic, and I think most of us, certainly within the Axon team, we're looking at having uh, that replicated on the left-hand side of defence. We brought in Burnaby. We wanted it in the, the goalkeeper department and we brought in Seagrest. And, you know, when we then look at the, the central defensive partnership of Starfelt and Carter Vickers, um, you know, we, we prayed that none of them would get injured because we didn't really want any kind of drop-off in quality. And that leads me on nicely to talk about uh, Maurice Gents, because obviously in the first half we spoke at half time, Laura was saying, Yeah, we're impressed, but he didn't really have much in the way of a challenge in the first half. In the second half, um he comes up, he scores what looked to to be a, a timely winner um at two one and by God he took it well as well. Is he the aerial threat that we've been crying out for for some time? I think he is. I think he, he showed a lot of strengths, obviously, with the goal. Um, he, sh- he showed an aerial threat. And that, as a team, I think we should be excited about that because that's two weeks in a row we've had a centre-back uh, heading a goal for us. So it's obvious that being a threat from a set-piece is going to be something that we can hopefully rely on during the season. But I think, looking at his game more widely, I think there's possibly still questions to be asked about his defensive skills because he obviously got that yellow card for um, taking down the, the Ross County striker in a somewhat clumsy manner, although I think he was well beaten. Um, but the thing that I really liked about him and really enjoyed was was something that we touched on before the game was, you know, the fact that he's a predominantly left-footed player when you've got Cameron Carter-Vickers right-footed. I think it gives us a lot to to play with in terms of distribution from the back. And I think not to to jump on Carol Starfelt's back too much, but I think as much as Starfelt has improved and and settled into life at Celtic I think it's just very clear to me that Jens is the better of the two on the ball and in possession and certainly domestically that's going to be a big plus for us going forward Um, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I think he's done enough to earn a, a starting spot for the next few weeks at least until somebody comes and really takes it off him. But in terms of a, a, a debut, it's about as strong a debut as I could hope for from, from somebody in his position. Yeah, definitely. And, and a difficult place to make your debut as well. We're talking about having players, a couple of players, Liam, in a position and fighting over the jersey, which is brilliant for competition. And what we now have is Carter Vickers and, and Starfelt, who were the, the first picks last season. And we also have the other two in Jensen Welsh, both scoring goals in the first two games of the season and, and both playing particularly well. I thought Welsh was brilliant last week. Um, it kind of leaves Julian out in the cold. But the question I'm going to ask you, Liam, are you happy with those four? If we come out with the, the transfer window, regardless of what happens to Julien, because I'm sure they're trying to tie up a deal with him um, you know, and, and move him on, would you be happy to run with the four at the back? Yeah, I would. I would. Um, in terms of Europe, I think uh, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Jens are all capable of doing the job at that level. Welsh may well grow into a player who can perform at that level, but I think he's still a wee bit raw. 
and to that extent. But I would have no qualms at all about deploying Welsh in any game in Scotland, including a game against Rangers. I think mm-hmm. he's got the, the character to handle domestic football. Um, but, you know, you, you raised an interesting point. You're talking about Welsh scoring last week. You know, we've scored five goals in our first two league games, and it's been five different goal scorers. Mm. That's That just shows you we literally have goals coming from all over the pitch. Yeah, and that yeah. is a really, really good sign of things to come. It, it really is. You know, just during the week there, I was having a look at last season, and um, you know, we as Celtic fans have maybe been spoiled uh, over the years with phenomenal goal scorers. Um, but when I look at last season. Again, it was spread over the team. Liam, I think it's a great point mm. you make because even like the top goal scorer in a Celtic jersey, we've seen guys like Henrik Larson scoring over 50 goals, Lee, uh, Lee Griffiths scoring over 40, Scott McDonald 30 odd goals in a season. But last season, our top league goal scorer was Jakimakis with 13. Uh, and Kyogo Furuhashi got 20 overall in all competitive uh, games. So I think it's a great point you make because we're not relying on just one talisman up top. If he doesn't score a goal, you're struggling. It's spread right across uh, the side. So I think it's a great point. One well made there, actually. Five goals, five goal scorers. Um, I want to bring in some comments from, I'm thinking, a jubilant Celtic support. Thanks, everybody, for following us and watching today. We're well over a 1,000 live watching on uh, YouTube and on Celtic Down Under's Twitter as well. But, Liam, before we do that, I want to know where we are over in Japan, where you are. I mean, in mm. terms of the exposure of Celtic um, and, and how that is now sitting. Because, obviously, we went, up, you know, something like 15 years from the, the uh, Nakamura um, you know, being an absolute superstar over here, and I'm sure upping the brand and the tempo and the exposure over in Japan. What what is it like now over there in terms of Celtic and, and the coverage Celtic are receiving? Well, um, from about from about last October onwards, um, the the main sort of streaming app in Japan that streams all the all the English Premier League football started streaming selected Scottish Premier League games. So that was. Basically, the, the, the same games that you guys get on Premier Sports, we get on this app. Like we've got the Hibs and Hearts game tomorrow, for example. Um, and we'll have all of the, the games against Old Firm FC when the time comes. Um, but um, the, uh, the, 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 thing, the thing that I think Celtic could do a wee bit better, actually, is in terms of the, the, the marketing side of it. Because mm. when I go to Tokyo, I mean, I'm going to Tokyo with my wife next week. And whenever we're in Tokyo, I always like to have a look at the the football shops because I, I collect football shirts. It's a hobby of mine. And, um, you know, you see, like, Arsenal kits, you see Bayern Munich kits, you see Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know. there's I think there's about two or three Adidas stores in Tokyo and none of them have Celtic shirts, as far as I'm aware. Um, we can... I mean, I've got, hopefully my new tops arriving on Monday, but I had to order them from Scotland. That's the only way that we we in Japan can get them, is to order them from the Celtic site. And the Celtic Japanese site doesn't quite work the way it should, because although it's in Japanese, it's still giving prices and stuff in English. Right. And, like, you know, my wife wanted to get me a top for, like, a surprise present. I ended up, I had to do it myself because she couldn't, navigate she didn't know how much a pound was whatever in yen and it, it, you know it's it just uh, it's a wee bit sloppy yeah wee absolutely sloppy. Yeah, and hopefully that feedback reaches its way back to the club because I hope so listen the, the first priority is you get the player of quality but um, if a secondary 
you know, benefit of that is that your exposure and your brand and your merchandise is, is increasing, then you've got to capitalise on it. And uh, it doesn't sound as though we're doing it 100%, unfortunately. Um, Paul McLean comes in. Defence is a serious issue for Celtic, regardless of who is in it. Do you agree with that, Laura? Um, Not based on today's performance, I don't think. Um, uh, I unfortunately missed the Ross County goal because... Um, the the source I was watching it on went down, so that was unfortunate. But um, you know, I I didn't think they did anything particularly wrong. Besides that, that kind of clumsy uh, challenge from Jens to give away the the free kick, which by the way I wanted to bring up because the resultant save from Joe Hart from that free kick was absolutely unreal. Like mm-hmm. one of the best saves I think I've seen a Celtic goalkeeper make. He yet again proved today, and somebody in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we were still one each at that point, so we one could each. have gone 2-1 two, two, down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the momentum shift that might have provided for, for Ross County or, or the blow that might have been to us at that stage in the game could have been momentous, and I think that single save from him just epitomised everything he's brought to Celtic since he came and just proves that you know, Segrist has come in and there has been questions about, you know, will he take the number one shirt off of Joe Hart? Will he become first choice? He might well do, but he's going to have a fight on his hands to get between the sticks, I think. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up. I've got it here, Joe Hart. We need to speak about Joe Hart because, you know, since he's come in, Liam, he has been a revelation. It was at a point where we really needed calm, experienced heads coming into the club and he did come in and provide that. You saw time and time again, I remember a game up at... Um, Dundee where Juranovic was getting involved and he's basically grabbed him and shoved him into the goal net just to get him out of the harm's way um, and there's been loads and loads of occasions where he has been the peacemaker you know basically threatening to walk off the park at Ibrox because of the broken glass uh, and I think that what he's brought not just his performances but off the pitch um, has been invaluable I mean what a £1 million buy he's been um, and then I think coming into Season number two, you're looking at him thinking, all right, so we're brought in somebody who might is might be a contender, might be a challenger for the jersey. And you see a performance like that today, and in particular the, the save that Laura's pointed out. Um, and again, maybe it is down to the fact that there's somebody breathing down his neck uh, because if you make a mistake, you might get dropped for, for Seagrest. How impressed have you been, and in particular today with Joe Hart? Joe Hart is the epitome of everything I love about Celtic, honestly. It's great when you have a guy like Joe Hart who had no prior connection to Celtic, was obviously aware of who we were and whatever, but you know, no affiliation with the club previously, comes to us as a guy whose career was on the wane and needed to be needed to be loved, needed to be backed. And the supporters did that. And he has totally bought in to the the whole ethos of Celtic and it's really really great when you see that in a player and it shows in his performances as well because he is that bit more determined to be the best keeper he can be because he wants to repay the faith that Ange has shown in him, the the faith that we've shown in him and the club is benefiting so much from that and Segrist will become a better goalkeeper as well from being around a guy like Joe Hart Mm -hmm. I mean he's he's England's second all-time capped goalkeeper I believe I think it's only Peter Shelton that has more caps Um, and that's really saying something you know Ah, that's that's a great point because 
you know, you, you think about a player coming in and, and the performance of the first pick improving. But like you say, the experience of Joe Hart and, you know, you know what it's like with, with um, goalkeepers. They, they do tend to stick together and uh, obviously work quite intensely together on the training pitch. So, yeah, great point that should um, Joe Hart need rested or if there's an emergency and you're looking at Seagrass, you think to yourself, yeah, it's a safe pair of gloves. Um, I think a lot of Celtic fans were feeling like this, just uh, particularly when the, the second goal went, and then the third goal gives us a wee bit of a cushion forever and ever Celtic. Yes, thanks for joining us, um, as are about 1,100 others um, watching the stream on Celtic Down Under's Twitter and simultaneously on Axom's YouTube channel, Stephen Sloan Few. Yeah, there's going to be a few moment, a few few moments like that this season, I'm sure. Um, and Egyptian King, big gents, what a man. There's plenty more to talk about. And I think that, um, let's go through the goals then. Um, the opener by Kyogo, like you say, Liam, it was quite quick off the mark after our halftime show. And um, there was a suggestion from a few in the comments that Kyogo should get hooked for Yakamakas. But Laura Ange, she stayed calm. Played the game, Kyogo gets opening goal. Let's not forget forget how important Kyogo is to the Celtic side. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know we talk about it a lot, but and and William just said there about Joe Hart being the epitome of everything Celtic. If he is, then I think Kyogo is the epitome of everything and on the pitch, and that he really doesn't stop going, he doesn't stop trying, even if it looks like as it did in the first half, he's maybe running down a few dead ends or, or, or you know, roads to nothing. Um, he, he never seems to tire or to or to um, give up the ghost. You never see him walking around with his head hanging low. So um, that, that, I would imagine, is an infectious quality to have in a player. And it's something that's provided him with so many moments over the, the past year or so where you know you've thought he's maybe been out of a game and he's he's proved pivotal in in that moment. Even with the goal itself, you know, it was a he, he was right in the six yard box waiting for it in the right position at the right time. That's what you've got to do as a striker. You've got to take those chances with those runs. He did it. Had he had he lost his head or, or let his head go down he might not have been in the right position for that goal, but he was, and obviously came out for the second half all guns blazing because it was early enough for us not to even be aware it happened by the time we came off the air. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think you know I've been critical of Kyogo at various points for for missing chances, as has everybody on Axom. I think at some point, but what you can't what you can't seem to do is dissuade him from keeping going, and he seems to do that, and he always comes up with the goods in the end. Yeah, I think, um, you know, after the Aberdeen game, there might have been a couple of chances, Liam, that uh, a fully firing Kyogo would have scored. But, I mean, today, mm-hmm. wee bit of criticism at half-time, he comes out and scores a goal. Is he still the first choice to lead the line for you? Uh, I think that depends on who we're playing. Um, on reflection, it might actually have made more sense to start with Giacomacus today against a team that is going to play as physical a game as, as Ross County did. But, then again, Kyogo scores the opening goal, so that kind of defeats that point. So I don't really know. But um, I think that, again, it's great that we have that adaptability, that we have two very diff- very different in style but equally potent strikers who we can deploy as and when needed. Um, Kyogo's a better all-round player for me, but in certain games against certain teams, Giacomacus will be more effective. So... I could see both of them 
getting 15 to 20 goals this season quite easily. And that, you know, that's just fine. It's like we were saying before, relying or over-relying on some kind of talismanic forward sometimes can come back to haunt you if indeed that person is injured, sold, suspended or otherwise um, off the boil. And I think that when you're looking at these goals, we cannot um, go through this this show and not talk about the absolute sheer brilliance of Jota. Uh, Laura, you know, you seen him last season. He was entertaining, he was a flair player. And I think that, you know, we're coming into the, the transfer window saying, well, which of the two do you want to keep the most? Because, you know, it was beyond our wildest dreams that we would keep them both in CCV and, and Jota. We have kept them both permanently. Great bit of business by the club. And Jota seems to have even upped his game another mm-hmm. level, if that if that is possible. Certainly in the first couple of games, he has looked on fire. And if he keeps this up, I mean, you know, he could be our star man. Three assists, and um, yeah, I agree with you. I think he is better um, on the left-hand side, but, you know, he's, he's got that adaptability. Sometimes, if you're not getting anything out of the, the full-back, you can switch it up, which is which is great. How impressed have you been with Jota so far this season? Do you know what I love about Jota even more than his ability and his skill and his, his, his you know, natural footballing ability is everything about his attitude, and by that, I mean... I like a player who thinks it's their sole responsibility to be the man on whom everybody relies to make that bit of magic. He did it last week for us against Aberdeen. He's provided it with the assists this week. You know, so many players can can hide away and let a game pass them by. He absolutely does not do that. There, there was one point, actually, when we scored the the... The third goal, I think it was. Oh no, sorry, the first goal. Um, in the in the first, uh, yeah, the first goal, it cuts over and he's over at Ange, just getting a drink or something like that, and his delight and celebration in scoring that first goal when he wasn't even celebrating with the rest of the team was there for all to see. So he's like, he's got the right mix for me of the ego to think he can be the man that makes the difference, but not so much ego that he doesn't play for the team. And I think he's got the exact right mix of that. And that's why I think he'll be such a vital cog in our machine for, for the rest of this season. Because when you need him to make moments of magic, he, he brings them. And when you need him to uh, be there as a team player, he, he, he brings that as well. So, and, and the other thing as well, psychologically for him, it must be a big boost for him to know that Celtic... Sometimes I think when you buy a player having not had them play for you, you're taking a chance, you're taking a gamble on whether they're going to be good for you. But I think as a player, it must be a, a, an extreme like validation of your your worth and your ability that they've seen you play for them for a year and you, and say, yeah, we're going to go and spend seven million on you. Because that, that, the, the boost in confidence that that must bring him it must be insane. And he must think... You know, they want me here. They want me to make the difference. Haven't seen what I can do, and he's definitely proven to be. You know, he'll have paid off that in no time. I would say he's one of the guys that you look at some of the other similar types, and what I mean by that is uh, positional uh, rather than the actual style that we've had coming in on loan. We've had a couple of loan deals with Paddy Roberts, a couple of loan deals with El Yunusi, and that's all. It was rather than you know, making it permanent. And then sometimes if you look at the entertaining players and teams, they weren't the team players, Liam. I always remember, mm-hmm. you know, I loved watching, uh, and by the way, this has nothing to do with his political beliefs. I loved watching as a footballer, Paolo Di Canio. Um, mm-hmm. But when he came in, 
Celtic weren't as good a side as they were the previous season. The previous season, we went the whole league's campaign and lost one game. And there was less of that team player mentality with a guy like Di Canio. Jota doesn't suffer from that. He's bought into the Ant system. When he's getting interviewed, he even says, I... Uh, in a great Portuguese <laughs> kind of manner. Um, he's going to be massive for although, us this season. Although he does struggle understanding Declan, as I can tell you firsthand. <laughs> Declan loved that, didn't he? What was it Jota says to him? That's too Scottish. He it says, like... wow. That, he said, I, I, could see, I was watching his face as Declan was talking and he went, Declan got to the end of his question and he just went, wow, that was so Scottish. You'll need to say that again. <laughs> I hope it's on YouTube. Definitely get that watched. That's like that's my, my wife says that to me. If ever we're watching a game together, she's like, "Don't have any more than three beers." Like, Why? Is it because you get too Scottish after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dick. He, he knows. He knows we love him. He knows we love him. But again, looking at some of the comments coming in just after uh, the stream started, and it was just absolute jubilation. Um, you know, you get grown men who find it difficult all week to show their emotions, and then Celtic score a goal, and it all changes. Absolutely love that. <laughs> Egyptian King comes in. Thanks for joining us on YouTube I miss the Jets and Abada goals because my stream died like old co in 2012 <laughs> oh, you know my eyesight's really bad I wasn't going to bring that up Egyptian King but thanks for sharing it with us um, yes. talking about streams dying you know you've already picked up Liam and I'm not going to go on a, a rant or a moan I just mm. want the best for Celtic and I want the best for our, our fan base but you know I would have expected us even to push the boat out and have our own store in Japan never mind not stocking the jerseys in the Adidas store um, yeah. and, and again the Celtic TV situation whereby uh, you know we need a membership a worldwide membership scheme that we are providing our worldwide fan base with a product, content, etc., that can get paid for and actually work against the fact that guys like you can't buy a season ticket. Um, is that something that there is engagement with the club? Is there any way that you can put the, the points across to them? Unfortunately, no. I have reached out to Celtic a couple of years ago um, and actually said to them, you know, Japan is, a, is an untapped market for you. And... I offered, I actually said to them, look, you know, I've I got conversational Japanese ability. Um, I have previous sales experience in Japan. If you want to set up like a warehouse in Japan to stock Celtic stuff, I could then facilitate that getting into Adidas stores or Amazon Japan or whatever. I mean, I, I've got a friend who actually works for Amazon Japan as well. You know, I know the people that can do these things, but mm -hmm. the club didn't even acknowledge my email, unfortunately. Um and, you know, I don't know if you guys know anybody within the club, but I would love to have a conversation with somebody who might be in a position to make those kind of things happen because Japan is crying out for it, honestly. No, that's interesting because... That's, that's absolutely unreal that, like, mm. I I just assumed... This is this is the problem mm. with living down the road from, from the stadium sometimes is you just assume, oh, we've signed three Japanese players, we've... we've it, the same happened with Nakamura. You saw a big upturn in, in Japanese tourists attending games and things like that. And you just assume that we're taking uh, taking stock and making the most of the commercial opportunities that will come off the back of that back in Japan, whether it's you know making sure we, we have TV streams of, of the games going back or even something so simple like getting shirts into the stores. I can't believe there's Adidas stores in Tokyo. I mean, mm. I think Adidas stores in Tokyo should have Celtic strips anyway because we are one of the biggest, most recognisable shirts in the world. Yeah, but then when but... you add in, and add in the fact we've got three international Japanese players playing for our team and it's like, 
it's unreal that it's not not the case. I mean, I mean no disrespect to any particular clubs, but when you see like some what I would describe as kind of mid-table English clubs have their stuff all over Tokyo and Celtic don't, that really is because those guys, those teams have no Japanese presence, you know, and yeah. yet we have we have two current and probably two future internationals in the team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the thing is as well, it's like they're so the Japanese love their football like they will once they support a team that like the passion they have I mean the, the, the thing is with the J-League I'm going on a bit of a tangent here excuse me but the J-League in, in its current form is only 30 years old right so none of the teams here have the history that Celtic does mm-hmm. Japanese fans love a historical narrative. They love if there's a bit of a political edge to it as well, because their teams here don't have that. You know, the biggest teams in Japan, Gamba Osaka was basically a Panasonic Works team. Urawa Reds are owned by Mitsubishi. They're all basically corporate teams, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas Celtic has this 130 years of history that is just unparalleled. Even without the Japanese players, I think there's mm-hmm. a great pitch you can make to Japanese people to say become a Celtic fan, and a lot of them would buy into it, you know? Well, listen, I do have a couple of contacts which I'm going to email over because uh, I've been dealing with the club for my um, long-anticipated fourth book. I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to plug the book, but I will, oh, I will do it. pass... It fits very well with the whole, the whole shirt shops and all that. Well, listen, though, I'm going to plug something, right? I'm going to play a little clip. Now, you might be thinking, why on earth are you playing a clip of a band from Nottingham? What's that got to do with Celtic? You only do that on a Thursday with JP. Well, I'm actually going to play this clip. So um, bear with me for a second and we will bring it up. And the clip is with a a band, as I say, from Nottingham. Spot the, the, the guitar player on the left. Look at that tracksuit. So he comes up to the studio here in Dalkeith to play uh, a session for us. Um, and don't be dismayed by the colour of his guitar, a beautiful Gretsch guitar. Look at the tracksuit he's wearing. So we get talking and I'm saying, what's the Celtic link, right? So I'm going to put that on the full screen. I'm going to play it, and this is his answer. No, yeah, the Celtic link of us, it's, um, I say, my me, me dad's side of the family is from up here, um, from Bonnie Bridge, like that way. Um, typical Catholics, there's both Celtic. <laughs> Yeah, then uh, um, yeah, my dad's from not like I say, I, mean, I was born in Nottingham. He's still there, so obviously that Celtic thing is passed down to him, and uh, it's passed down to me and you, isn't it? That's it. No, you, you have no choice. That's it. It runs for your veins, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's pretty much where, where that comes from, really. We loved the band so much that we invited them up to play a gig. Um, <laughs> so they're actually coming up to play a gig in my hometown of. Dunfermline, it's actually a city now, but yeah, it's um, Friday, and because you watch Axon, you can get 20% off ticket prices, the link is underneath the video. So that's my shameless plug this week, he comes up, he's Celtic daft, his old man's with him, he's Celtic daft, the granddad's Celtic daft, brilliant story, watch the session, come to the gig on Friday, and support um, a Celtic supporting Nottingham band. There you what go. There's, all, there's always you. a link. There's always a link. I'll tell you a wee link to Nottingham. Uh, my sister is a native of Nottingham. My mum and dad lived down there for five years or something in the 80s. My sister was born down there. So my um, my Celtic supporting family were spreading Celtic news in the in the 80s in Nottingham as well. So there you go. That's another another link. 
nice links and we've also got Martin O'Neill um, as well so nice links to Nottingham come up and watch the band on Friday uh, because we're putting the gig on in Dunfermline listen I've really enjoyed that today despite the, the technical glitches at half time where Lawrence <laughs> and I couldn't get online I probably pressed the wrong button that always happens uh, but it's been great to talk to you Liam and hopefully during the season because we've got this we've got this link up with, with your, your show now uh, yourself and Jared and the guys and uh, we will be covering the match day as a collaborative force Celtic down under and Axel coming together for the games so it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you two and everybody who's got involved in the comments thank you for joining us on a Celtic State of Mind phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.